The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, Real Paranormal Activity is proud to present Terry's Mysterious Moments. Welcome to Terry's Mysterious Moments, Season 3. Thank you for joining me on this journey into the odd, the weird, the strange. Hope you'll enjoy it. Now, on with the show. Good evening, everybody. This is Terry from Texas again with another episode of Terry's Mysterious Moments. The last two weeks I've covered stories from each state of unsolved mysteries. This time I want to start what appears to be a two-part series on strange things that have been told about each state. Maybe urban legends kind of thing. So let's just jump right on into it, okay? From the state of Alabama, we have a story about Huggin' Molly. The legend of Huggin' Molly is clearly a tool used by parents to get their children to obey the rules. The story, native to Abbeville, tells of a phantom woman who appears to children if they stay out late at night. She grips the lingering child tightly and screams in their ear. She's not meant to cause death, just one woolly booger of a fright. Think that'd do it for me. Alaska, the Kalapalik, Q-A-L-U-P-A-L-I-K. The Kalapalik is an Inuit version of a mermaid or siren, and it calls to children who are wandering too close to the seashore with her humming, then takes them away in her baby pouch. The greenish, woman-like creature will never return a child once it's taken into the depths. Arizona, Slaughterhouse Canyon, also known as Luana's Canyon. Slaughterhouse Canyon tells the gruesome tale of a 19th century gold miner who failed to come home to his family one night. Without his earnings, the mother and her children couldn't buy food and began to starve. When she could stand it no longer, the wife killed her children with the axe and tossed them into the nearby river and died of despair. Her cries can still be heard echoing throughout the canyon. This is 
somewhat similar to the story of La Llorona. I think I spoke of this one before, the Gurdon Light in Arkansas. Like many urban legends, the story of the Gurdon Light has several variations. In one, a railroad worker was hit by a train and decapitated. His spirit can still be seen today, searching for his lost light. In another, the railroad worker bore a violent grudge against his boss who had fired him. He murdered his former employer with a railroad spike. Then the victim now wanders the tracks. While the Gurdon light is well documented, no one has been able to offer an explanation as to what it really is. In California, they have the Charman of San Antonio Creek. Per local lore, a father and son were trapped in a horrible fire. The father died before help could arrive. The traumatized son lost his mind. He skinned his father, then ran into the forest. Now, known forever as Charman, his blackened, burnt body is said to attack motorists on Creek Road in Ojai as he seeks more human skins. That would be nasty. In Colorado, we have the Ridge Home Asylum. The Ridge Home Asylum was a real facility that opened in Arveda in 1912. It reportedly housed patients who were horribly mistreated, some of whom weren't even mentally incapable, but just had been forsaken by their family. It was demolished in 2004, and people say they can still hear the screams and see the apparitions of the former patients on the grounds. In Connecticut, we have a place called Dudley Town, and the misfortunes that have occurred in Dudley Town are so terrible and numerous that its nickname is the Village of the Damned. The now completely deserted town is said to have been home to many suicides, disappearances, and even demonic activity. It is believed that the founders of the village, and by extension, the village itself, are forever cursed. In Delaware, we have Fort Delaware. Fort Delaware was used as a prisoner of war camp during the Civil War. Fort Delaware in Delaware City was ultimately home to more than 30,000 Confederate soldier inmates. The few thousand that died before they could leave the Union Fort are said to still haunt the area. Many of the same things are said about the Union soldiers that were held in Andersonville, Georgia during the Civil War that many of them did not make it home from the prison camp and can still be heard in the area. Go to Florida, a place called Captain Tony's. Since 1852, Captain Tony's, the oldest saloon in Key West, has been known to be haunted. Doors will slam for no apparent reason, and there are inexplicable banging noises and frequent ghostly visitations. Perhaps that's because it's the site of the town's original morgue and was built around a tree that the town once used for hanging pirates. In the state of Georgia, the Song of the Cell. As the story goes, in 1848, Alec and his wife Betsy, both slaves, were in their home one night when their master, drunk and belligerent, crashed open the door. He attempted to attack Betsy, but Alec fought him off. 
Undeterred, the master chased Alec up a ladder into a loft. As the struggle continued, the master lost his balance, fell out of the loft, and died. Even though Alec turned himself into the sheriff the next morning and explaining that what happened was in self-defense, he was still charged with murder, which was par for the course in the antebellum South. Alec was imprisoned in the old Lawrenceville jail and later executed unjustly for the crime. People say they can still hear a sorrowful song traveling through the walls of the old jail. Hawaii, and this is with due respect to Madame Pele, the Pali Highway. Madame Pele, the Hawaiian volcano goddess, has many myths attached to her name. One tells of her ill-fated union with the demigod Kamapua'a, who was half pig, half human. The two supernatural beings had a terrible breakup, agreeing to never see each other again. That's why, as urban legend has it, if you carry pork with you when you travel over the Pali Highway in Oahu, your car will come to an inexplicable halt. Idaho, the water babies of Massacre Rocks. This urban legend is about starvation and infanticide, so if you're squeamish, you may want to skip ahead. In Puerto Rico, we call ourselves Boricua. We are proud, passionate, and full of life. On our island, adventure finds you. Strangers aren't strangers for long. The size of the audience doesn't change the beauty of the music. And we celebrate every last ray of sun. Live Boricua. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When famine hit the local area of Pocatello, mothers resorted to drowning their babies in the rivers instead of letting them starve to death. It is said that those babies turned into fish-like imps whose new mission was to trick or even murder people. I remember a story I read in a book I used to have called The Battle of the Ten Thousand Slain, which was various stories regarding Western Native American Indian stories and, and groups. And they talked about water babies, and water babies were a little bit more evil than what is presented in this story. Um, women, particularly young women, would be walking by the river, for instance, when they had done their laundry, and they would hear the sound of a baby crying. This would be after dark or at dusk. And the one story that I remember so vividly was that this one woman picked up what she thought was this human baby who had been left by the river. And she had lost a baby, so she was still capable of producing milk. So she gave her breast to the baby 
to suckle on and the baby had fangs and it it basically ripped her breast off as she threw it away and it scuttled into the river still crying like a human infant. There were other stories similar to that. So water babies are something that cross a lot of different cultures and it's not something I'd want to find by the river. Illinois. A lot of people have heard of this place and, and if you look it up it's very easily found. Bachelor's Grove Cemetery. Often referred to as one of the most haunted graveyards in America, the 82 plot cemetery is known as the home of many phantom sightings. There's a ghostly white lady to an ephemeral white farmhouse that comes and goes. People who have visited the site have seen numerous inexplicable illusions. In Indiana, we have the 100 Step Cemetery. If you visit this cemetery in the town of Brazil, Indiana, and climb the 100 steps in the total darkness of night, legend has it that you'll see the ghost of the original caretaker appear before you at the top of the hill. He will give you a preview of what your own death will look like. I think I'll stay away from there. Iowa, Stony Hollow Road. As the saying goes, a woman scorned is not someone you want to mess with. Lucinda of the town of Burlington is no different. Legend says that when her fiancé failed to meet her there as promised one night, she threw herself off the bluffs along Stony Hollow Road. Ever since, her ghost has appeared to countless people. What's worse is that if she leaves a rose at your feet, you are destined to die within 24 hours. Or so the story goes. Kansas. Molly's Hollow. The urban legend of Molly's Hollow speaks to the United States' racist history. As the legend goes, when the local townsfolk found out that Molly, an African-American woman, was involved with a white man, she was lynched. People claim her spirit is still there, screaming at night. In Kentucky, Hogan's Fountain. In Cherokee Park, you'll find Hogan's Fountain, which features a statue of Pan, the pastoral yet devious Greek god. Every full moon, some versions say every night at midnight, the figure of Pan wanders the park, causing mischief for passers-by. Here's a good one. Louisiana, the Carter Brothers. Back in the early 1930s, a young woman escaped from the home of the Carter brothers in New Orleans with slash marks on her wrist. She told the police that the brothers were feeding off her blood. The cops stormed the French Quarter residence where they found more young women in similar states, their blood draining out of their bodies. The brothers, now thought to be vampires, were captured and executed, only for it to be discovered years later that their crypts were empty. Maine. I don't know how people in Maine pronounce this word, but I pronounce it Seguin, S-E-G-U-I-N, but it may also be pronounced Seguin, Island Lighthouse. Like many urban legends, the one in Maine has to do with isolation. As legend has it in the 1800s, the caretaker of the Seguin Island Lighthouse and his wife were the only two people living on the tiny spit of land. They naturally grew increasingly bored and isolated. 
The caretaker bought a piano so his wife could play it to keep them both entertained, but she only knew one song. The insufferable repetition of the same tune, combined with the severe sense of isolation, drove the husband mad. He took an axe, chopped up the piano, chopped up his wife, then killed himself. In the state of Maryland, which during the Civil War was an either-or state, there were a lot of Confederate sympathizers in the state of Maryland. This story is about Big Liz and the Greenbrier Swamp. During the Civil War, Big Liz, a very large woman, was a slave who became a spy for the Union troops. But her espionage was found out by her master, who decided to exact revenge. As the urban legend goes, he took Big Liz to Greenbrier Swamp so she could help him bury a treasure. Big Liz dug the hole and was subsequently decapitated by her evil master, who threw her body into the grave she had just unwittingly dug for herself. It is said that if you travel to that spot during the dead of night, you will see her spirit there, attempting to lure you into the murky swamp. Massachusetts, the ghost of Sheriff George Corwin. When you think of haunted locales in the United States, Salem is no doubt one of the top places that comes to mind. A key character in the witch trials, Sheriff Corwin was the most infamous and brutal when it came to interrogating and handling accused witches, earning himself the nickname The Strangler for his torturous methods. A building called the Joshua Ward House now stands on top of the land where Corwin lived and died, and many people say they've seen him in the windows or even felt his hands pressing down around their necks when they're inside the space. Michigan. We have the story of the Nain Rouge. This is one of the urban legends still recognized today. It's still passed around. It is celebrated by the people of Detroit every year. They say that there is a devilish creature known as the Nain Rouge, which is French for Red Dwarf, who causes mayhem in the city. He is thought to be seen when disaster is about to strike and is even said to be the reason for the Cadillac Company's downfall in the city. Minnesota, the Wendigo. Now this is spelled W-E-N-D-I-G-O. I know of another story that uses the spelling W-I-N-D-E-G-O, Wendigo. And the stories are totally different, so I don't know if this is the same character, same creature, same folklore, or what. But this story is that the Wendigo is a creature of Native American folklore that is thought to be the result of cannibalism. A person will turn into a Wendigo, a fang-bearing creature that is tall, skeletal, and hairy, if they resort to eating another human being. Question is, if you see a Wendigo, will you fall prey to the glowing red eyes and snake-like tongue? Now, the other story I read was about a little bit further north, maybe just into Canada, where they would see this tall figure that had a star-shaped face, glowing white. And if they saw that Wendigo, or Wendigo, it meant that someone was going to die, and usually someone did in the neighborhood or in the area. So it had nothing to do with cannibalism, but it may just be two versions of the same story. So... I'm not real sure on that. 
Mississippi, the Witch of Yazoo. While living on the Yazoo River, an old woman allegedly lured boatsmen to their deaths with her magic. One day, the local sheriff chased her into a swamp, and as she drowned in quicksand, she put a curse on the town. In 20 years, she said, she would return to set the city aflame. Eerily, in 1904, the city was hit with a massive fire, believed to be the work of the witch. The next day, when people went to visit her grave at the Glenwood Cemetery, they saw that the chain links around her grave had been broken. So the urban legend goes. In Missouri, the Landers Theater. The Landers Theater in Springfield is supposedly beyond haunted. From fires to stabbings to accidental deaths, this theater has seen it all. Locals and performers have alleged that they've seen the ghost of the people believed to have perished there, including the janitor that was said to have died during a 1920 fire. Montana the haunting of Chico Hot Springs Hotel. The Mysterious Lady in White. Why are they always in white? The Mysterious Lady in White supposedly roams the corridors of the Chico Hot Springs Hotel in prey, scaring guests and staff members. People have reportedly seen the ghost of a woman in white many times leading them into room 349 only to find an empty rocking chair swaying back and forth. Her rocking chair is sometimes found in other rooms as well, always facing the window, no matter what position the last person left it in. In Nebraska they have the legend of the Hatchet House. The legend of the Hatchet House of Portal reminds us of those scary ghost stories we used to tell each other at camp. As the legend goes, a school teacher from long ago went insane and decapitated all of her students in the one-room schoolhouse. Afterward, she placed their heads on their respective desks and took all their hearts to a nearby bridge. She threw the organs into the water and people say you can still hear the hearts beating if you cross it, hence its name, Heartbeat Bridge. Are you brave enough to attempt it? That's where we'll stop for the night. I have more of these stories, and I'll finish that next week. I hope you're enjoying these kind of series things that I do. They're interesting stories, uh, easily checked out and and, uh, read about on your own. And if you're interested in any of them, I would advise you to do just that. Look them up. See what they say about them. Uh, Some of the stories have been proven false. Some of them have been proven that they just can't be true. And others, eh, maybe, maybe not kind of thing. Anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for being with me. Uh, I've enjoyed you being along. Remember that there is an RPA app on your app stores, both on Apple and on Android. And you can download the RPA app, install it into your device, and you'll have access to all the shows that RPA does and some extra things that RPA has put on. Remember that. Remember that we are on just about everywhere else that you can find a podcast. And I'll say goodnight for now, and we'll see you later.